You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing just great. Got my vaccine today. Uh, finally going to get that. Finally going to get that syphilis to clear up, huh? <laughs> oh, it doesn't clear up. I am enjoying <laughs> my third arm. <laughs> no, I didn't um, get the vaccine. Anyway. It, it was. Uh, it was fine. I encourage everyone that's eligible to do it. It's good for you. It's good for society. And uh, it just uh, was a little time consuming on a work day, but nevertheless, it was. Uh, so it's been a little busy between getting the vaccine and uh, juggling the four jobs. Well, you know, speaking of busy, uh, Doug Doug Shows was busy. Is it Doug Shows or Doug? Shows? I think it's Shows. I go Shows, okay. but frankly, after last night, I don't care yeah. what we call him. Yeah, I call him a turd burglar after last night. And look, I, I said this on the, you know, we did our own little podcast segments for the last podcast. But, you know, I, I, I really do hate it when people just blame the rest for everything. And I listened to Fine Bomb today and people were calling in and bitching about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's over. And look, it's like Arkansas got robbed against Auburn in football this year. We know it. They know it. Auburn knows it. Everybody knows it. But you deal with it. And I get it. It, but it's one thing when it's one play. It's another thing when one team goes to the free throw line 43 times and you go eight. That is very weird. Um, that being said, I'm not going to harp on this, although I will say um, I don't, I'm not going to wish ill will on Doug Shouse, but I'm going to wish semi-ill will. Like I, I kind of hope he, he like gets up to pee this morning and then stubs his toe and then act, shuts the bathroom door and accidentally shuts the door on his junk. How about that? Is that, is that enough? That's minor. That's minor. Now, That's I, minor I, hate, I think we're pretty consistent on this. We, we, we don't like, nor do I like, blaming officials when you lose a game. I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I make fun of other schools that do it. I think I always believe in the integrity of officials. I'll certainly believe that they blow calls because they're human beings uh, and, and they miss calls. Of course they do, just like players fumble and coaches make bad decisions. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they're human like the rest of us, so they, they, they make errors. I never believe it's due to a lack of integrity, and I don't believe last night was either. I, I, I just – it's just kind of hard to watch, I guess is the best way to, I, I think it was just kind of hard to watch. And when you're emotional and you want your team to do well, and it feels like it's you against the other team and the refs, you lash out, which is why Petty gets a technical and Nate Oates goes nuts. And, and we've been talking about official officials all day long. Yeah. Now having said all that, um, it's t a couple of things from this game that can be a learning experience. Um, we, whatever we're doing, Herb Jones has to figure out a way not to foul out anymore. I don't know how many games in a row this is. A lot is. of this is on Herb. 
a lot of this is on her. Let's not pretend that it's not. Yeah, well, and when you say this, you're not saying the loss. You're just saying no. Yeah, Herb fouling out. Yeah, I mean, it's they're not all missed calls. Not all of it. Correct. Correct. No, I'm I'm with you on that. What what I'm saying is, okay, he's a senior. John Petty's a senior. He's got to quit getting texts. He's as far as I know, maybe Rojas has gotten a tech too, yeah, and of course, yeah. no Nate Oates has. Did I say Nate notes? I meant Nate Oates. Did I say notes? I it doesn't notes. make a thing. Okay, good. It it felt like I said Nate notes, but or eight notes, but whatever. Um, eight notes would be a a hell of a name that tune cutter. I can name that tune in eight notes. Yeah, who couldn't you, son of a bitch? Eight notes. Anybody can name it. But anyway, that's half a song. That's half of Patience <laughs> by Guns N' Roses. That's half of Patience by Guns N' Roses. So anyway, um, yeah, our seniors got to step up. I mean, Petty, I understand he's a fiery dude. I, I get that. And I, I again, I love me some John Petty. He's played his ass off. Those are our two best defenders right there. But we needed seniors to step up last night. And Alex Reese, God bless him. Is, is probably a little too nice to take that role. We needed somebody to get in the grill of everybody else. We took um, – I was listening – again, I was listening to Feinbaum. Somebody said, you know, I don't know why Alabama fans are whining. They never had the lead. That's bullshit. We had a what, either a four- or five-point lead with 16 yeah. minutes to go. I mean, we came out looking pretty good. And then those fouls started getting called, and we just couldn't recover. And Petty was so frustrated, and some of the – some. What pissed him off wasn't the fouls that were being called. It's the lack of fouls being called against him. And he had a right to be frustrated. But as a senior, you got to get your shit together. And, I, again, we need him and Herb to take that role on and embrace that role to go far. I'm not really so much worried about this Arkansas game because, Lord knows, if we can't beat Mississippi State or, or Auburn or now Georgia next Saturday, I mean, we, if we lose – those three games in a row, we don't deserve the title. But Correct. this so this game's not a big deal. But I'm talking about to advance in the tournament. We need our seniors to be seniors, and it's getting pretty late in the game. Are you counting yep. the money? Literally, <laughs> I was not counting, but yeah, yeah, like, literally. You're like Scrooge McDuck. All right, Jimmy, <laughs> I want you to I want you to respond to this, but I got to tell yep. everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the place to go. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Okay. So if you put in 200 bucks, you get 300 bucks to play with. If you put in 400 bucks, you get 600 bucks to play with. If you put on 550 bucks, I'm going to call you a weirdo. So, but just put, you know, put in a nice round number so it's easy for all of us. Betonline.ag. Go there. You'll be able to bet on the Bama Mississippi State game. The game time's been moved to five o'clock on Saturday. You can bet on anything you want to. You can bet on reality TV through these guys. That's incredible. That's awesome. And I, I really need to let my wife know about that because she is the queen of reality TV and we'll be putting through silk if she ever finds out that <laughs> she can bet on reality TV. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, and then count that cash. Betonline.ag. All right, Jimmy, go ahead and respond to what I said, whatever no, it was ago. I, and I think, again, we've been ahead of the curve here on this. It's not so much when we clinch. It's not so much what the record is at the end. But if you want to advance in the tournament, you need to be playing your best basketball at the end of the year, and we're not. That's the most concerning thing to me. Plus, we're starting to get our guys back. 
Sure, they're not 100%. I doubt Herb's 100%. Bruner and Juwan Gary are back. They're certainly not 100%, but they're playing. We have to be playing our best basketball of the year at the end to advance, and we're not doing that. That is the most concerning thing. Now, now, this all said, I did predict we would lose. Who knew the game would play out like it did? But my point to that still stands. As good as we are, I, I think, you know, me and you, we often say this, you are what your record is. Were we really 17-1 and one or that good? Uh, we're pretty good, but gosh, I don't know. That's some rarefied air. Even 16-2 and two is a freaking hell of a year. And the game at Arkansas was just the toughest one left. It's like when I'm predicting a loss next year in football, most of Saban's teams lose a game. We will eventually lose. I'm going to go with the odds and say next year's football team is 11-1. and one. And when you say, who the hell's going to beat us? Well, I'll look at, okay, what's the toughest road game on the schedule? And it, it's for that reason I thought Arkansas would win last night. It's just, gosh, are we really going to finish 17-1? and one? We're probably going to lose again. What, what, what's the most likely loss? Well, we're more likely to lose at Arkansas than at Mississippi State. So for that reason, I'm not surprised. But – We've got to start playing better. Here's good news. Now, all good news here. I like the matchup against Mississippi State. I like the X's and O's matchup. I like our athletes versus their athletes. I like that we're coming off that loss. I like that the officials sort of jobbed us, and we might go in to the Mississippi State game pissed off for greatness, as the 2013 Alabama football team said all the time. Uh, we might be a little mad. There might be an edge to us. And it's on the road, which is a great place to come together as a team. Uh, I think we're going to win the SEC and play very well against Mississippi State uh, Saturday night. Well, the game, as I mentioned in the uh, read for betonline.ag, uh, the game has been moved to 5 o'clock. Right. That is really neither here nor there. It's just good for me so I can go to bed earlier. Um I am going to go – I think I'm going to go, assuming that uh, Chris Stewart and Brian Passick are going to call it from the Baumhauers in Vestavia again, which I don't know yet. I will try and get that confirmed. I'm going to try and go to that. All right, so I'm looking at the standings right now, Jimmy. I still <laughs> I still have a problem understanding it all. Um, okay, so Alabama's 13-2 and two and Arkansas is 10-4. and four. Those are only two that have a shot at this thing. We're at Mississippi State, then home against Auburn. And luckily for us, Auburn is not playing very well, and I don't think they'll have Sharif Cooper. That's positive. And then I feel like we got kind of jobbed because we have to go play at Georgia now on next Saturday. I think that was right. – uh, uh, you know, why don't right. we get Texas a and I don't understand that. I mean, we had not well, played them. I mean, what, would the game be played, A&M? A&M is basically taking February off. Okay, but you're right. But A&M, guess where they're going? To Arkansas next Saturday. Hmm. So, I mean, hmm. I just find that to be uh, kind of hmm. bullshit, but whatever. Um, yeah. In the end, it, all we got to do is beat Mississippi State. As long as we beat Mississippi State or Auburn or Georgia, we win this thing. So we just need to beat one of them. So uh, let's do it Saturday and be done with it. Yeah, and I and, like and, the matchups. I like the matchups in all of them. We, we beat Mississippi State handily. We beat Auburn, though 
something about that matchup makes me nervous. Is, is what am I missing? Is Sharif Cooper going to be playing in that game? Do we know? I, I don't think so. He rolled his ankle um, apparently in practice, um, and then it was weird because at the Florida game, I thought he had a sling on his shoulder too. And I was asking people about it. And they were like, yeah, I saw that. And then finally somebody chimed in and goes, you know, I think that was a European carry-all. And I was like, oh my God, he, he did have a man purse. That's what he had. I don't know why he had one on the bench, but he had I'm just one. saying, I, I think um, when the other team has a dominant point guard, I worry about the matchup a little bit because I don't think we defend that spot well. Or to defend the point guard spot well, we probably have to defend the point guard with Petty or Herb. And then that's a problem because now what are we going to do with a bigger wing now that we got one of our big wings out there on the little guy? So I, I think that causes some issue for us just to an extent. But even though it's Georgia and even though it's a road game and, and Georgia's surprisingly decent, oh, we scored 115 against them earlier. Now that was at home. But, uh, yeah, all we got to do is win one of these three. Frankly, I'm just telling you right now, this is just how I feel. I, I think we're going to win all three. Well, uh, uh, Georgia's playing pretty well. Georgia's also playing for a lot. Um, so, But, look, I hope we do win Saturday. Um, Mississippi State. Did, I don't believe they... we'll win the SEC tournament. For people who think I'm getting carried away, I'll say I think we win yeah, all three I'm... games and finish 16-2, and two, but we will not win the SEC. We will play in the SEC tournament, but we will not win it. Okay, I mean, I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, I'd like to do both, but I can live with, I can do, I can live with that if it gives her a breast. Uh, you know, that's yes. Yeah. Heck, I, mean, I hope we lose Friday and not Sunday. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, very true. Because yeah, again, you know what the NCAA will do is put us, and I don't even know when the games are going to be scheduled. They may, not, I think, the first round this year is on a Saturday. Like, I, I think it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday this year. Is sure? that right? I think I it's right. Idea. They've screwed um, up the whole schedule. I, I, I knew there were massive changes because it's all bubbled up and, and it's all in Indianapolis. And, and and I knew they were trying to make it to where all the games weren't on at the same time, that you could literally watch all 32 first-round games. <laughs> they weren't all bunched up together at the same time. I, 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 but I, for for superstitious reasons, I, I didn't want to read into all that. I, I, I like... I'm enjoying this regular season. I don't want to look ahead that far. So I haven't really studied it. I, I did know there was some general bullshit going on with how they were going to handle the first round and when the games would be. But I have not looked into it because instead I was more focused on, okay, who does Alabama play next? And let's try to win this regular season. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, I want to talk about a mock draft and then, of course, a big commitment coming up tomorrow. Mel Kuyper has come out with his mock draft. Um, I enjoy mock drafts as much as I enjoy recruiting just about, Jimmy. I mean, I love a mock draft. I love a mock draft when guys are like, okay, in my mock draft, Atlanta moves up to get the two spot from New York. Like, there's zero basis for that. It's like, in my mock draft, the St. Louis Cardinals trade with the Celtics to get Tom Brady. I mean, why not? I mean, it's made up. It doesn't make a shit, so let's just do it all. But um, Mel Kuyper, who is pretty smart, I do like. Uh, he he has, of course, Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. Then he does have the Falcons moving up to get uh, Zach Wilson. 
Then he has Devontae Smith going to going to uh, Miami. Now, I love it. I, I, I hope that happens. To have Tua and Devontae reunited um, in Miami when, first of all, they did play a playoff game there against Oklahoma. And those are the two guys that hooked up for a national championship winning pass and catch. I mean, that's that's a dream come true. Um, that would be amazing. I hope that happens. Now, the next Alabama guy taken, and it may be a bit of a surprise to most, is Carolina Panthers at eight take Mac Jones. Did you drop I'm your not, microphone? Uh, no, no, what I'm saying is I'm not surprised at all to hear that. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not surprised. And here, here's the thing. So, Devontae at three to Miami, right? Yes. Okay. And Mac to Carolina at eight, right? Correct. And then just to you, give you – I'll give you all the Bama guys. No, no, but do you know why that makes – worlds of sense on why Mel is so good at his job, even though a lot of people might be surprised to hear that. Why? Because I happen to know, I don't know if you want to call it inside scoop or just being so close to the situation in a couple of different ways, but uh, here's why that makes sense. Who coached Devontae Smith in the Senior Bowl? Miami. Matt Rule. Oh, Miami, sorry, yeah. Miami. Who coached Matt yeah, Jones? Yeah. Who coached Matt yeah, Jones Matt at eight? They would both be playing. They would both be drafted by the staffs that coached them in the senior bowl week. Yep. And literally, literally between me and you and everyone that listens to the podcast, it's the reason Devontae Smith and Matt Jones were in the senior bowl to play for those staffs as they eyed those spots in the draft. Because you're like, why would, why would the Heisman winner play or practice in the senior bowl, even though his hand is hurt because the team he wanted to play for was coaching him. Why yeah. would Mac Jones, who's a projected first round pick play in the senior bowl? Cause he wants to go at eight to the Panthers and not 25 to the saints. Man, I'd, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. yeah I so what I mean is there's a lot of logic to that. Yeah. Mel Kuyper. I'd, I'd say that's even not Mel projecting, almost like a little bit inside scoop. Like, he knows the Dolphins came out of that week going, we really like Devontae, and Carolina came out of that week going, we really like Mac. And then they have Sertan going to the Cowboys at 10. Uh, again, I, I like that pick. I think that's that's a good place for him. You, so you'd have Diggs and Sertan, I guess, at the cornerback spots in Dallas, almost right? the most like If I'm betting where an Alabama guy goes in the first round, like, okay, what's the most sure bet? for where an Alabama guy will go in the first round without hesitation, I would say, Sertan to the Cowboys at 10. Interesting. Um, then the Giants pick up Jalen Waddle. I, I don't want him with the Giants. I'm not, I'm just, it's not that the Giants aren't a good um, program. Does he have the Eagles taking pits? Well, let me see. The Eagles... I think they do have him taking pits, but let me make sure about this. Yeah, no, they have Jamar Chase. They have um, okay, Kyle fair. Pitts actually going at four to the Jets, which I would find surprising. Um, but that did he means have they're, they're up, not. So he, did he have the Falcons moving to two? Yeah, he had the Falcons moving to two to get Zach Wilson. And do you think which, the Falcons okay. would trade up? I love Zach Wilson, by the way. 
But doesn't it make some sense? If I heard tomorrow, like my inside NFL sources, and, and believe it or not, I have a couple. If I heard that the Falcons are making a move, they want to go up to two and take a quarterback, my first thought is they're going to two to take, take Justin Fields because he's from Atlanta. I mean, that, that, moves, yeah. the, that moves the meter. You know what I'm saying? Well, if, if they're going to do that, I don't think they have to move up. They could sit think- right where they are and hope. They could sit right where they are and hope. Yeah. If I was him, I wouldn't be sure that Justin Fields is there at four, though he probably is. Because I think Zach Wilson is the likely second. That's who I would pick. I would pick Zach Wilson out of Justin Fields, but I'd be nervous as hell about it. I, I, I would do it, but I'd go like, Oof, this could cost me my career, but this is what this is how I feel, but I realize I might be fired for this. Now, a pick that's not Alabama-related, it is state-wise, is Kadarius Tony to the Bears at 20. I love that pick. I think that would be a great landing spot for him, and I think that he's going to be a hell of a pro. I really do. Next Alabama guy. Take him? How do we not take him? You know, we always pick on Auburn for not taking him. And yeah, it, is Auburn that's, it is Auburn that screwed the pooch way bigger than Alabama. But I would put KD Tony on the very short list of – best in-state guys we never really we never wanted to take in the same area and i loved him back then i was like i just you know okay i mean i gotta go with saving and and i do and we've had plenty of success without him but boy a lineup with him and waddle and Devontae and rugs jesus the the kid was insistent on wanting a shot at quarterback and i'm sure that affected things but in the end, Nick is very good. I mean, Pat White from Daphne back in 04 was insistent on quarterback, and Nick Saban talked him into committing him to wide receiver. Now, he eventually flipped so he could go play quarterback at West Virginia, and the rest is history. But uh, Saban did talk Pat White, at least for a little while, into playing wide receiver. And uh, frankly, had that happened, I wonder if Pat White would still be in the NFL. Um, Jimmy, who do you think the next Alabama player drafted is? I don't, I'm not, going, not not what team he goes to or what number, just the next player drafted. I think I know this from the Kuiper draft, but didn't he have Landon Dickerson next? Yes, with the Steelers. And, yeah. boy, you want to talk about how awesome that would be. I'll cry. But, um, I mean, I'll cry yeah. if it happens. I'll literally cry. I will cry like I watched The Fault in Our Stars again. I mean, that's how bad I would I would ball. Like a, I would need you. Would, you would cry like you stubbed your toe, then slammed your dunk, junk in the door. Um, <laughs> I would cry like I was watching a Doug Shouse officiated basketball game. <laughs> All right, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars then take uh, Christian Barmore. Um, but the, here's what's interesting: there's no Najee Harris, um, and I get it. You know the NFL. You know what's the curveball about? What's the curveball about Barmore going to Jacksonville? You know what it is off the top of your head. Hmm, no. He would be coached by Tosh Lupoy, who's the defensive line coach of the Jacksonville oh, Track Wars. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> How about that? So, again, you wonder if, like, Mel's, Mel's thing is all through, like, he really researched the hell out of these picks. So, there is, I mean, I just know how the draft works, and as much as they'll have scouts and a general manager that like this, this, or that, uh, there is no way the Jaguars would take Barmore unless – his position, if his position coach knows him personally from his experience in college, in other words, it would almost be 100% Coach Lupoy's call there because he, he knows the yeah. kid, you know. 
Well, um, okay, really quickly, a couple of things. First of all, did you see the Najee Harris video interview with Pat McAfee? I did. I, I, I heard parts of it. Is this where he said he used to say War Eagle to anybody that said Roll Tide to him? Well, no, what he said was, Pat McAfee said, did you know coming from California what it would be like in Alabama? He said, man, I didn't know these fans were this damn crazy. He said, they'd come up to him and be like, roll tide, roll tide. He said, I, he said I'm just trying to eat lunch. And they're like, roll tide, roll tide. And he said, I was trying to figure out a way to get them to quit talking to me sometimes. So next time somebody does it, I went, War Eagle. And he said, the guy just about dropped his food. And, and I'm going to tell you, I thought it was hilarious. Um, okay. I think. Some people may have thought it was like rubbed him the wrong way because he's not super rah-rah guy. But Najee's a really intelligent, sort of off-the-beaten-path kid. And he just – I think he is just that way. And, look, Najee's not going to be a kid that's – I mean, yeah, I think he loves the fact that he came to Tuscaloosa and played for Alabama and won two national championships. I think he loves all that. At the, at the same time, I mean, he's not going to be Leroy Jordan like I will give – both of my legs for the University of Alabama. I don't think that's the way he's going to be. And mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. I think yeah. that's fine. If I were a kid and somebody kept coming up to me, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide, I'd be like, hey, I'm, can I just finish my subway? You know? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Najee is very I – mean, I mean, you know what I mean by this? He is very Northern California. It's He ain't from here. And I, I don't mean that as anything – it's not a compliment. It's not a it's just he, his mannerisms, his accent, the the way he says things. Uh, it's like, wow, he, that just makes him different than so many of the Alabama running backs in the past. But I mean it in terms of like, I think it's really cool because, you know, they don't all have to have the same personality. Isn't it great? Like when somebody on the golf tour, which is probably the biggest professional sports thing where everyone kind of comes across like a robot, like they're all the same person. But, but that, that doesn't make it interesting for the fans. And Najee's different. And I think it's great. I mean, it, it makes him full of personality, and you never know what he's going to say. And, you know, I, I wouldn't call him a gump, but I, I bet five, six years from now, you know, our guys come back to campus. I, you know, Najee probably won't be a fixture in Tuscaloosa like Ingram has been, but he'll be back. He'll be back, and I think he'll miss it. So, I, 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 you know, he's certainly one of my wife's all-time favorite players. Yeah, he. it didn't bother me in the least. I think it did rub some people the wrong way, and I was listening to a show based out of Auburn. The guy called in and said, did y'all hear that? And I was like, you know, look, if you can't laugh about that, then you really do take football too. Yeah, I didn't, know what, the the was. I didn't yeah. know what the context was. I didn't know what the context was. I just heard he had said something like that. But I, I didn't see it. By the way, I, I – I enjoy uh, Pat McAfee. I enjoy him. So I bet that was interesting hearing somebody very different like Pat interview somebody very different like Najee. And I'll tell you what, I don't think Najee's going in the first round. I know a lot of mocks have him there. To me, I'll stick with what I've said from the start. If Derrick Henry's not a first-round pick, then neither is Najee. But much like I just said about Landon Dickerson, if Najee does go in the first round, I'll probably cry. I mean, I'll, I'll get emotional about that. I'll I really, really root for that kid. Yeah, it's hard not to. Um, he's got a great story, and he's just a, he's just a good kid. I mean, he's going to be a great ambassador for Alabama, whether he wants to or not. He's going he's going to be a great ambassador. Did you hear Dickerson Alabama. wanting to do a pod? You know, Dickerson wants to do a podcast with Mac. A podcast with Mac? 
Yeah, Dickerson oh, wants to put together a podcast with Mac Jones to do to do a podcast about life and sports and football. And Dickerson wants to put this together. And I'm sure he's got sponsors lined up. I'm gonna be so pissed if Pringles is their sponsor. But uh, oh, if Pringles <laughs> is their sponsor, I'm losing my shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he wants to line up a podcast and uh, and call it Dick and Bones for Landon <laughs> Dickerson. And apparently Landon, a lot of, we call him Joker as fans, but a lot of the guys on the team have always called Mac Jones bones because it rhymes with Jones and he was really skinny when he showed up. So a lot of the guys on the team have called Mac bones. So oh, that's funny. Dickerson I, wants to call it Dick and bones. And uh, no, it's like for real. It's not like an offhand thing. I, th- I think Landon is putting the wheels in motion. So in, in other words, we're probably about to get squeezed off the air, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Back to talking Tuscaloosa for us. <laughs> Me and hey. you and my mom and, and your dog. Well, um, we do need to explain for those new to Locked on Bama, when we were doing talking Tuscaloosa before this podcast, um, we always we pretended were like we were Pringles. Nobodies. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we were nobody. Using the wrong tense of that verb, um, but <laughs> we always pretended like Pringles was our sponsor in hopes that somebody from Pringles would hear it and just inadvertently write us a check. Like, I guess we owe them some money. I don't, I don't know, or or worse, send us some Pringles because we love Pringles. Um, anywho, <laughs> Jimmy Ty Simpson commits uh, today, which mm-hmm. today is Friday for most of you listening. Right. Um, so where does he go? I saw most of the Alabama guys say Alabama. Most of the Clemson guys say Clemson and most of the Tennessee guys are just still crying about various things. One thing that's really interesting to bring up. I've said this before and people just didn't believe me. Thankfully Todd did an interview where he admitted this week that he was going to Tennessee to play for Jeremy Pruitt this whole time. And I knew that that's, that's why a year ago though, Ty Simpson was my favorite 22 quarterback in the country. I didn't really mention him much because I knew he was going Tennessee and, and, and he was going to be the five-star quarterback that, that got everything turned around at Tennessee. I know Pruitt's pitches. Hey, we think we're a five-star quarterback short of being back and you're the guy. And and the kid grew up, you know, a fan of all fans. So, but then Tennessee, stupidly fires Jeremy Pruitt. I still say it to this day. It was just really dumb. And uh, so Ty's like, well, screw that. I'm, I'm na- Now, instead of being like a big fan and going to where my favorite school is, I'm going to make a business decision. What's the smartest thing for me to do? And it, it's hard to, to criticize if your finalists are. It's hard to criticize the kid for picking Alabama and Clemson as the best business decision. It's the two best programs of the past six years. Clemson has produced the number one pick on the draft in Trevor Lawrence, the 11th pick in the draft in Sean Watson. DJ Iungalele will be a top five Heisman candidate. He's only started two games. I mean, I'm going to get it. If Ty picks Clemson, I get it. I'm not going to be mad or upset. Uh, it, it's That's not a crazy decision on his part, but uh, I think it's going to be Alabama. I do. I think. And, uh, but, you know, on, on the radio show I'm on in Mobile, uh, you know, the, the running joke we have on there is we bet eight cents on things. And uh, I was asked, OK, so you got your eight cents on Alabama. I'm like, I think I'm only comfortable with about six cents. I'll save my <laughs> two cents. I'll save the other two cents and bet it on Alabama to beat Mississippi State Saturday night in Starkville. 
because uh, I'm I'm even far more confident about that. But I, I do believe Ty is picking Alabama, but it is not a lock. It's never been a lock. And even though as we record this, it's on the eve of his decision, I'm telling you, there's a chance that at this exact moment, he's not sure. That's my read. That's my read on the situation. All right, buddy. We will see you tomorrow, and we'll have a podcast for you guys probably Sunday afternoon sometime. So uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us on the podcast things that you rate and review stuff, and uh, roll tight. Roll tight.